Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio's A Date with Destiny for Monday, January 23rd, 2023. I'm your host and author of the book, Destiny Awaits, The Pouring Out of Wisdom for Humanity to Drink, Lisa M. Saunders, coming to you from Owings Mills, Maryland. And this broadcast is being sponsored by Masterminds LLC, inspiring and empowering people to achieve a greater destiny. We are super excited once again this evening about being with you and to be able to share love and wisdom with the desire to uplift, inspire, motivate, and empower you to live a more peaceful filled, joyful, and loving life. You can receive and download this podcast via iTunes or anywhere you receive your podcast. You can also receive it via my, via my website, yourdestinyawaits.net. If you would like to become a sponsor or to get more exposure for your literary work or business, you can send a message via my website, info at yourdestinyawaits.net, or via my Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash a date with destiny 101. Once again, we are excited to be able to share with our listeners information from people of all walks of life that we believe will inspire, motivate, and empower you. We are happy to share that this April, coming up, we will be celebrating 11 years of broadcasting. Wow, that just continuously blows my mind. Um, But I'm very grateful to be able to do what I do so that I can just continue to share with everyone. Um, We still look forward to and can't wait to share some great things from some really extraordinary people. And when I say extraordinary, I mean extraordinary. Um, We have coming up for the rest of this season. Next month on February the 6th, in just a few short weeks, uh, we will. We are honored, actually, to have as our guest Miss Jennifer Jones, who is the first Black Rockette. How about that? And I am so excited. Jennifer's journey is one of such fortitude and strength, and um, she's such a humble sweetheart. I cannot wait for you to hear what she has to share with us. So tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, we have another amazing show. This evening, we welcome back award-winning mixologist Anna Welker. Okay, I know what the name is. Just give me a minute. It's Anna Welker, and I'm going to give her a round of applause right now. (laughs) 
because this woman that's coming back on the show is absolutely amazing. Anna is a bar manager and an award-winning mixologist at the award-winning Revival Hotel, um, a JDV by Hyatt. Anna has worked around the Baltimore area with more than a decade worth of experience. She joined the Revival team in 2019, introducing her spirit-free initiative. Anna led the creation of the Zero Proof and Zero Judgment program, which has resonated with guests who seek non-alcoholic craft beverages. Anna is in active recovery and spearheaded this program in hopes of tackling stigma and inspiring others in the hospitality industry to accommodate every guest, regardless of their drinking preference. That alone is amazing. Anna states, it would be great to see a shift in our culture where it's just as normal to have alcohol-free options on a menu as it is to have vegetarian or gluten-free options. It's incredibly meaningful to see the conversation around mental health shifting from secrecy and shame to curiosity, importance, and even celebration of taking active care of oneself. I believe that the hospitality industry has a unique position and responsibility to support the community in any way we can. Anna is also the program director for HERD, H-E-A-R-D, which is a nonprofit that provides resources to benefit the mental health, wellness, and recovery of people who work in the food and beverage industry. Zero Proof, Zero Judgment menu is now a Hyatt brand. Um, And one of Anna's mottos is, be sober louder. I love it. A Date with Destiny would like to welcome back to the show, Anna Welker. Anna, hi. Hi, thank you so much for having me. You're so welcome. Yay, that's right. Give us some applause. Give it up. Give it up. I love the applause. (laughs) Well, I just want to call in just for the applause. (laughs) Anytime, anytime. Um, Welcome back. I mean, just thank you so much for joining us again. Um, I'm excited to have you back. I'm excited to hear what's been going on. How are you today? I'm doing so well. Um, I'm just so excited to be back with you and to continue our conversation. So Yes, yes. Yeah. Can you believe that your last visit was almost a year ago? That's you, wild. Yeah, you were yeah, you were here <laughs> with us last April, like and and April's getting ready to roll around again. I just you oh my know gosh. it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And I Time and flies. I know a lot Girl, and I know a lot has um, happened <laughs> since we've last chatted, so that's why I'm happy to have you back so we can catch up. Um, one of the things that just happened recently was you were just awarded by the Baltimore Business Journal's 40 Under 40 as an yes. emerging and inspiring leader. So congrats once again on that amazing Thank and you. well-deserved achievement. Yes. Thank you. And, yeah, it's yeah. wild. <laughs> It is. So how did that come about? Um, that, I mean, we, we are very fortunate, you know, to work with at Hotel Revival. We have a fantastic PR firm, and I always have to give them credit because, mm-hmm. you know, I, they're, they're, I'm not unique in what I'm doing, right? But, like, I am very fortunate to have the backing of a business that believes in it and uplifts it all the time. 
And we also have a wonderful PR team who also cares about the mission and understands why it's so important and do a really great job of finding the right opportunities for us to get that message out there, right? Um, And so they, you know, they heard that they always get the notifications of those things like the 40 under 40 and everything like that. And they submitted me as a uh, potential honoree and, um, you know, wrote a nice little, they wrote many nice things about me (laughs) and made me sound real good. And and the Baltimore Business Journal uh, accepted that as a good nomination. So I, I think there were... 270 uh, nominees this year and uh, the 40 honorees. So it was wow. it was pretty remarkable. Yeah, and so well deserved. I mean, um, when you know hubby came home and told me like, yeah, you know, Anderson. I was like, wait, what? Oh yeah, I want to go. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I, know. I was so, so surprised we got to, to see y'all there. It was so sweet. <laughs> well, I mean, anytime that you or anyone else, because I'm an advocate for you know celebrating um, each other, I truly believe yes. in uplifting um, people and you know just letting them know like we see you, we hear you, and we appreciate you and. And I just want the my listeners to know this woman that I'm talking to right now, I absolutely <laughs> adore her. Um, she well. her story is is phenomenal and it's amazing. And um anyone that does or is able to um survive what you have survived and mm-hmm. what you have been through and where you are today. You, and you just continue, and it's not even over. I don't even think you've scratched the surface yet. <laughs> you know, I, I know it's it's you. wild to think about. <laughs> yeah, you know, I just see you continuously just growing and achieving. Like you know, the sky's the limit. That sky's not even the limit. The universe is the limit for you. So yes, yeah, yeah. It's funny. Like one, one thing that didn't get. One thing that didn't get published in the, um, they had to saw like a questionnaire kind of about, you know, for the 40 under 40 and, you know, this, all these different things about like what we see happening and all this stuff. And it's like, you know, do you have any goals for 2023? And I think I was probably mm-hmm. the only one who answered it where I was like, uh, I just want to stay sober and, and keep saying yes to the right things that fall into my path. Cause oh that really God. is like how it feels like this is all happening. Um, I I can't even, I can't even imagine or dream the things that have happened in my life. I, you know, the way zero proof, zero judgment happened. Like I couldn't have predicted that trajectory or planned that out. Um, You know, it really is just a matter of kind of the right place, right time and doing the next right thing. And it's just wild how that has continued to, um, to open up doors and, you know, made such an impact, like not just in my life, but, you know, the most meaningful thing for me is in the lives of others. Um, And just seeing how, like, it's so important to me just to have the empowerment of other people, you know, kind of similar with what you do on on your show, which is so wonderful, like uplifting other people. Like, I want the Zero Proof menu to be a tool for people to feel empowered as they go out into the world and to feel seen and, you know, to feel celebrated and um, just to have those like options. And it's, it's something that so seems so small and so, Mm -hmm. so silly to some people who don't get it. Right. But to the people who get it, like it's, it's huge. Um, It's huge. And it's, 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 it's huge. It's important. It's necessary. um, Mm -hmm. Because alcoholism is, is a disease. And mm-hmm. it's real. And there are a lot of mm-hmm. people, even in our families, who are functioning alcoholics, 
um, and yep. who, you know, uh, people just kind of ignore that, like, you know, oh, it's just this, or it's just a drink, or, you know, but it's not. And it's so right. much more than that. And I love the fact that what you do, what you've created, which I want to, you know, talk a little bit about, um, Mm-hmm. And even the group, the nonprofit, tell us about her. Tell us about how that all came about and, you know, um, what that stands for. And is there, because I know it's for people who are in the food and uh, beverage industry, in the hospitality, food and beverage. Right. Um, but do you all have like a website? Do you accept other people who are recovering or trying to recover? Absolutely. So HERD is founded, it's a nonprofit based in Texas. The website is iheardyou.org. Um, so for any listeners who might not be familiar with the food and beverage world, uh, we have kind of a lot of shorthand that we say, you know, when we're working in kitchens and stuff to kind of help make our jobs easier. You know, if, you, if you're ever in the grocery store and you hear someone shout like corner as they're turning the corner with a shopping cart, that person has probably spent some time in a kitchen. Right, um, right. You know, we're just kind of like <laughs> announcing our presence, you know. And yeah. herd is something that we say when, you know, chef is, you know, shouting to the line, it's busy, it's Saturday night, and he's got to communicate to the kitchen, like, you know, we need to fire this ticket, fire this table, like allergy on this table. And they'll say heard chef. And when you say heard, that's saying like, you know, literally I got the message heard. Okay. And yeah. so that's what the heard is, is in reference to is it's kind of a lingo that, that we all understand. Love it. And um, my participation in heard, it was all very, I mean, Lisa, this is the kind of stuff where like, you can't script it, you know, because <laughs> um, pre COVID I had given a little talk at the Baltimore Bartenders Guild, I was only four months sober, and we have an educational segment for every meeting. I wanted to talk about mental health. So I did. Just, you know, hey, this is where my journey's been. Y'all have known me for years, but what you didn't know is I've been struggling with this and that, and this is where I'm at now, and I'd love to find a way for us to, like, keep shining a light on this very real issue in our industry because, mm-hmm. you know, your, your, your server, your bartender, you know, your line cook, like, people aren't often asking us how we are, um, you know, and I, I think, you know, we're, and our, our goal is of course to like provide that good experience and we don't necessarily want you to know that if we're struggling, but um, it is a very real thing that, you know, you spend yeah. a whole night kind of meeting other people's demands and not really practicing hospitality for yourself yes. and yes. all that stuff gets, gets bottled up, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So that conversation led to a couple of other conversations with other people who have faced their different mental health challenges, whether it's addiction or, you know, anything else, and just wanting to, like, keep this conversation going. And so we had had a couple meetings, and this is all pre-COVID, mind you, right? Like, this is, like, October 2019 that these conversations <laughs> are happening. Mm-hmm. And um, we had <laughs> had some meetings about, like, kind of starting this very grassroots group of like, can we just have a support group? Cause like therapy is so expensive and you know, people who are working in restaurants don't always have health insurance. And so just having that safe space to be yeah. able to go, like even if it's not medically guided, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. just having mm-hmm. that safe space and that room that you can come and just like get something off your chest without fear of judgment, yeah. like just having that place to, to unpack everything. That's what we wanted to create. And then COVID hit <laughs> and everything uh, yeah. changed. Um, yeah. And my good friend, Amy Ward, who is amazing. Um, she runs a business that has been going on for years called the health tender where um, she has really kind of taken a spotlight to people, 
bartenders specifically and dealing with their physical health, right? Like our bodies kind of go through the ringer. Um, yeah. And so putting a spotlight on that. And so she had moved her business online to Zoom and she reached out to me and AMAC and said, hey, I know you guys were talking about doing this like support group. I have this Zoom room. Um, would you like access to it? And we were like, well, this mm. sounds nice. <laughs> um, right. And so we, and uh, it was me, AMAC, Amy, James Bonson, and Keith Calvo, and we just started meeting every Monday, and we called it the, we, at least we struggled over the name for this, because there was like <laughs> nothing that we could come up with that was like super concise, and we mm-hmm. called it just like the industry mental health wellness check-in. Like we wanted okay. it to be like very low pressure, very like, hey, we're just checking in. Like this isn't a substitute for therapy, you know, like we're not professionals. Right. We're just kind of creating this space. We were trying to figure out a name for it and somebody came up with her and we're like, Oh, that's good and James is like, I think that's already a thing. We're like, Well, shoot <laughs> you know, like <laughs> opportunity missed. Right. But then Joel Rivas, who's the founder of Herd, was doing a podcast with I mean, the bartending world is just so intertwined. Um, doing a podcast, I think it was with it was either with um Lush Life Productions, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um and they were doing kind of a spotlight on mental health and I tuned in and at that time Herd was doing a wonderful thing of connecting people with therapists. Like they were kind of helping mm. link link service industry workers to therapists and helping cover the cost if they, you know, didn't have insurance. Which like mm. it just made me start tearing up. So I'm like, this is what I would have loved and like what I would have yeah. needed. Yeah. Um but you know, it was kind of a little small thing and so Anyway, I, I kind of dropped my contact info in there, and Joel and I got to chatting with the rest of the team, and he's like, I love what y'all are doing, and if you ever need any support, and we're like, well, we love okay. what you're doing, and then it just kind of became like a, would you like to have an online chapter, and we can be your oh, online wow. chapter sort of thing. Yeah. So that is how, sorry, long story, not so short, <laughs> um, that's, okay. that's kind of how yeah. Herd came to be. Um, yeah. So. Thank you for letting me that go through. I do right. think it's like it's important to hear all like the different little nuances. Cause it is. It's a, it's a big conversation, and we're not the only yeah. people having this conversation. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, and no, um, I appreciate the backstory to that because I got out of that. Um, what I got out of it, first of all, the mental health piece is so important. I don't care if it's whatever, like mental health is important for everybody. Well, we all have it, right? Right. We all have physical health. We all have mental health. It's not saying like, maybe not everyone has a mental illness, but we all have mental health. Well, girl, I don't know, because sometimes, hmm. (laughs) Anyway, we're not going to go there. Let me me just keep, let's let's (laughs) bypass that. But um, so separate conversation. Things, yeah, that's a, that's a whole nother thing. But um, so what else I got out of it, which I appreciate, is the whole um, the COVID piece because we're not too far out of that. Like we, what was that? Twenty twenty two things just started getting back. Like last year, um, you know, first the whole world shut down for almost two years. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so for me. What I got out of, you know, it was a curse, but then it was a blessing within a curse because oh, that gave you, it gave you a chance to, you know, pull back from the world, get off the merry-go-round, get off the roller coaster. And now we have to sit with ourselves and we have to figure uh-huh. it out again. We have to recreate. 
And a lot of people yep. have started businesses from this, um, mm-hmm. you know, um, found out what's important to them so that, you know, and look at, look at what you did. Like, you know, your story just started blossoming from, you know, um, oh, yeah. from the pandemic. Like, look at where, look at where Absolutely. you are now. You know, and I also like attend a lot of. Um, there's a group called Ben's Friends. I can't. I may have mentioned it the last time I was on, um, but they're based out of Charleston, South Carolina, and they are specifically they're recovery specific, right? Where hurt is okay. more like mental health. Ben's Friends is specifically for people who work in food and beverage, who okay. deal with substance abuse or addiction. Um, mm-hmm. But so they started having national online meetings that they still have every single day, 1 p.m. Eastern. Um, and that's my main recovery group at this point. And wow. I, I mean, I have friends from there that'll be friends for life. Actually, one of them, she's flying out from California to visit me next week. And then the following week, I'm going to New York City to go to some Broadway shows it. with another one. So it's like, yeah. these amazing people wouldn't be in my life had COVID not happened. Exactly. You know? so, it's wild. Yeah. It's wild. It is wild. And so just getting a little bit deeper into that, because I, you know, I always talk about walking in our purpose. Um, mm-hmm. And sometimes we stumble. <laughs> we mm-hmm. stumble upon our purpose, you know, and I don't believe in coincidences. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in, you know, mistakes or, you know, I believe mm-hmm. that everything is, happens when it's supposed to happen. Um, mm-hmm. And I love the fact that when I hear people, you know, uh, who are continuously moving forward in their lives, but they stumbled upon their purpose. And now, you know, it's like, like, for example, what you're doing um, with all, your, all of your different groups and your sobriety, and you're just shining, you're on this, you know, uh, tele, uh, TV show talking about what you do. That is huge. Like that yeah. is so huge. Yeah, and it is. And I'm just so. Mm-hmm, go ahead. Sorry, Fagan. No, you go ahead. Oh, just like I'm. Just, I'm just so grateful to still be here to have the opportunity to, yeah. you know, to do that. Because um, there is definitely a very real time in my life when that was not looking like yeah. a possibility or a probability. Yeah. Um, just because of how yeah. sick I was. So yeah. I'm just. You just got to stay grateful all the time. Well, let's talk about that for a minute because you, you're, you're not shy about talking about your journey. You're not shy about, because (laughs) I believe that, I believe that our pain is what helps other people as well. Because some, you know, people sometimes think that they're, you know, an enigma, like this is, I'm I'm the only one. No one else has ever gone through what, nobody's ever experienced what I've experienced. And so for for those of us who have experienced darkness and, you know, our dark moments and, you know, the, the dark side of the soul, whatever you want to call it, um, you know, to come up out of that, tell our listeners what that was like for you, because everybody's story is different and mm-hmm. you realized and recognized that you had a sickness. What was it, Anna? What was the turning point for you? How did you come up out of it? Oh, that? gosh. Um, I mean, there's so many different moments to kind of point to. And I, I just, you know, but what you described kind of bears repeating, I think the, one of the little sayings that, you know, I shared with you when we were interviewing the first time that, you know, what you're going through right now will someday be part of someone else's survival guide. Yeah. Um, yeah. and so that is something I like to remind people who are 
so deep in the darkness and like yeah. the way I kind of described that my, my visual <laughs> description of like how dark my my situation was I'm like I just was living in this dark hole for the longest time like there was just no yeah. light like I, I, I couldn't see a light at the end of the tunnel it's like I, I believe there may be a light somewhere out there just because I heard of other people who had found the light right it's like mm -hmm. other people have somehow figured this out but I don't know what it is for me and um you know i'm i've been struggling with depression since probably 13 or 14 years old um mm -hmm. you know looked just largely undiagnosed it wasn't really something that was yeah. discussed um you know or, or brought up and right. then i i was diagnosed with cancer when i was 24 um mm -hmm. which you know kind of is a whole different level of surviving right but mm -hmm. uh, i mean i you know i i knew some indications like looking back at just how sick I was, especially when it comes to depression and my alcoholism at that point in time, mm -hmm. you know, there would be times where like I didn't want to go into remission. Like it was kind of like, well, like the cancer is finally here to do what I wasn't, you know, in my able to do. sick mind, yeah. like exactly yeah. able to do for myself. Um, yeah. It's like, well, this would just be the easy way to go and make this end, you mm -hmm. know? Um, and then, you know, I was bartending at the time, and uh, I was working at the kind of bar where it, you were not only allowed to drink on the job, but it was encouraged. And, oh, wow. You know, it was very easily available. Yeah, very different from Revival. Yeah. <laughs> but all too common in our industry, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, I literally thought to myself, I remember thinking these actual words like, well, I'm already poisoning my body with chemo and radiation, right. may as well poison it with, fun, with something fun. Like right. just that full on acknowledgement that like I yeah. recognize this is a poison. I know alcohol is an, is a depressant. I know all of these yeah. things, but you know what? I'm depressed. So give me the depressant. Yeah. Like let's just yeah. feed into this. Why not? Yeah. This it was the only it was the only tool I had at the time to to manage that. And that's something that like I look back at you know, all of the things that all the poor choices that I made and all the people that I, I may have hurt during that time you know, including myself being, I'm, mm -hmm. I, you know, people talk in recovery about making amends and we often find that the biggest amends we have to make is to ourselves yeah. um, because we've, we've put ourselves through the, the deepest hell. Um, but, yeah. you know, I was in a lot of pain and I was doing what I could with the tools that I had at the time. Mm -hmm. um, and then I don't, there were a couple of things that started to happen. Um a good, my, my friend Amac, actually, the one, one of the people I do heard with, uh, she had gotten sober, and I reached out to her and, like, wanted to talk to her about her journey, and, like, I still have her big book of AA that she gave me that day, um, and then, but, you know, I, I wasn't really ready to, like, fully admit, Commit. you know, that mm -hmm. whole, like, I have a problem, I need to make a change, I wasn't mm. ready for that, mm -hmm. and then I started having seizures. Um, by the oh, time okay. I got sober, I had had four seizures uh, all at work over the course of about two years. Um, and the first two were about a year apart. And they were kind of had been sort of the neurologist neurologist was kind of saying this was probably triggered by, you know, you had been really slow and then you got really busy and it was kind of a seizure disorder sort of thing. And then the last mm. two were two weeks apart and there was nothing mm. that could have triggered them. And that was my like, I am just, chemically dependent on alcohol, I really need to make a big change. And honestly, what I tell people <laughs> about my recovery, I'm like, I just wanted to stop having seizures. 
Like, mm-hmm. the seizures were just, like, that inconvenient point of, like, okay, we, just, oh, okay. we can't keep doing this. Like, we right. total another car, why not? Go through another breakup, okay, these things happen. But, like, right. the seizures were just completely out of my control. And right. it was like, all right, we have no choice but to address this. And I okay. had also started working with a therapist, and she was wonderful for so many reasons. Um, but one of them is, you know, I, I didn't need somebody to tell me that I drank too much. I knew I drank right. too much. Like, right. I'm a bartender. I, I am trained in how much is legally too much to be served. Right. Like, right. I am right. keenly aware of that. But she was able to see, like, you know, kind of the co-occurring disorders is what they call it, right? And see that I also wasn't eating. It wasn't that I was drinking too much. I also had a lot of anxiety surrounding food, and I wasn't able to eat um, a lot of the time. So, you know, I'll, I'll post a lot on my Instagram page if I'm having, if I've made a big meal or something. It's like, this is just as much a victory. Like, eating wow. this plate full of food is just as much yeah. of a victory as me not having a drink today. Those okay. are simultaneous equal weight yeah. victories for me okay. um, because I mean, I I would eat, I mean, like Lisa, it, it's, I, I had lost a lot of weight by the time mm-hmm. I got sober, you know, people who haven't seen me in a couple months would like give me a hug and be like, damn girl, like, where'd you go? <laughs> you right, know, like, what, right. what happened? Um, Cause I mean, I was having, it, it would be the equivalent of like one piece of pizza over the course of three days. Like oh. that's how little I was eating. Because uh, okay. I couldn't keep anything down. Right. Like, that's just how sick I was. Um, and so, you know, being able to find the right therapist who helped advocate for me to get into the right treatment center um, and then just it being the right treatment center for me. And so what I just tell people, you know, is that you, you just can't give up. If you if there's even that, that glimmer of the light at the end of the tunnel, that, that rumor that you've heard, if, if, if I'm the rumor that you're hearing of the light at the end of the tunnel, um, you know, that there is, I do fully believe that there is a way out for everybody. And, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes it, it becomes more easily available than, than others, but it's just being able to stay present until you find it right. and it will find you, you know, like when you need it. I, I couldn't have gotten sober two years earlier, you know, mm-hmm. like it, it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have worked the same way. Um, right. so that's why I just say like, I'm grateful to have survived long enough to, uh, to have found the miracle, so to speak. Yeah, that um, is a miracle. Which was it's a miracle. It, I mean, it, it was just like the right combination. And I, I, I had some terrible therapists. I had some truly like traumatizing therapy experiences, mm-hmm. and so like it, it was enough to certainly scare me off for some time. But I, I knew that like if I just could find that right one, um, yeah, you know, that's why I'm just so open about sharing resources and yeah. all of that because we 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 got to be able to share all of that with each other. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. So what I'm hearing is that the seizures were your wake up call. It seems oh, yeah. like that. Yeah, definitely was your wake up call. Well, even then the, the last two, <laughs> like, well, okay. well, I mean, again, it was, it took four, it took four of them. Yeah. And the first, and the first one actually happened after I had thought to myself, like, you know, I couldn't tell you the last time I even went a single day without alcohol. So let me just, I'm going to try for like two or three days. And on the second day is when I promptly had a seizure at work. And that was my first Mm -hmm. indication of like, you are chemically dependent on this. You Mm -hmm. are like, what, this isn't just a matter of taking a day off here or there. You're going to have to seek treatment. And I Mm -hmm. was, sorry, that was my first like physical inclination, but Mm -hmm. I wasn't ready to catch up emotionally because the other, the emotional side of it is 
I had to believe that I was worthy of it. I had to believe right. that I deserved recovery, that I, you. you know, that, that my life was worth saving. Um, yeah. And I, I hadn't believed that yet. Yeah, that part, that part right there, believing that you are worthy. Girl, you just yeah. got a mouthful right there. And all yeah. of us are. Yeah. All of us are. Every yeah. single person. Every single so. person. And so with that, but here's the here's the miracle part of it all. I mean, all, the whole thing is just a miracle because I believe that you are where you're supposed to be doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing. And I think I said this in the last show that you were on. Um, you wouldn't be able to do what you do unless you experience what you experienced. How can yes. you help and reach out to others to try to, you know, empower them when, you know, because I can empower people all day long, but I can never share your experience of being an alcoholic because I've never been an alcoholic. So right. I can't relate to that part of it. But here's the miracle piece of it. Well, one of the miracles, you stayed in the profession. You are a uh-huh. bar manager. <laughs> you work around alcohol all the time. <laughs> yep. And, um, yep. Yeah, so let's talk about that for a minute. Like, how is, so do you ever get tempted or is it completely now like a done deal for you? Like, you know, you don't even think about it anymore. I think I'd be delusional if I, if I were trying to sit here and say that I was never tempted. Um, There's definitely temptation um, all the time, but uh, there's just, it rarely becomes a craving at this point is what I can okay. say. Like right, right, right. temptation is there constantly, but the craving, mm-hmm. the urge is there Gone. much less frequently. Um, I mean, it, it, it still flares up and that's how I know that I need to stay sober though. Right. It's Got like, you. you know, if I have, you know, some easy weeks and it's like, Oh man, like, well, I could just have a glass of wine with dinner. It's not going to make a difference. Right. Like, mm. you know, whatever. But then when I'm stressed and I'm like, what I need is like five ounces of whiskey right now. Then mm-hmm. I'm like, yep, no, we are still, that is still not the solution. And we are still not ready to have that casual drink because if my crisis gotcha. drink is still like the go-to response. I can't gotcha. have the casual drink. There, there is no such thing as a casual drink for me. Right. Um, right. I, I saw a post that was like, you know, if I have one drink, I become a different person, and that person drinks a lot. <laughs> you know, like that's, I love And it. I was like, that that sums it up real well. <laughs> that sums it up. I could have one drink, but that other person, they're gonna have more. <laughs> yeah, no, I get um, it. I, I get also. It. I love uh, Robert Downey Jr. has a quote of like, uh, you know, sometimes I think about having a drink, but then I remember that I have plans for Christmas. Oh, you know, like, yeah. I mean, and, and yeah. that's just, that's how it is for, you know, I, and who knows, like I could maybe go back out, maybe it'd be fine, but is it worth the risk? And that's is where, it worth the risk? again, yeah. it's not, I mean, I, and, and I kind of pad my sobriety, you know, you'll, you'll hear a lot of people say like one day at a time and, um, yeah. I can't remember if I said this last time, but I like I like to do three days at a time, where it's mm. yesterday, today, and tomorrow. So if I just like stay centered in in now, but I think like at least I can think about my day yesterday and be like, well, you know, I didn't have a drink yesterday, and you know what, everything was fine. I handled everything well, yeah. and nothing yeah. would have improved my day if I had had a drink. I did have like yeah. a couple glasses of non-alcoholic wine, which is amazing. <laughs> but, yeah. You know, yeah. so I, again, I kind of scratched that itch and today I haven't had a drink. Um, I am sipping on a non-alcoholic uh, sparkling wine while we're talking, but it's again yeah. great that these are options out there. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, at the end of the night, I'll probably think about tomorrow and like, 
don't really see a good reason for me to drink tomorrow. Like, this mm-hmm. is probably not going to come up. So that's yeah. kind of how, how I pad that for me. Yeah, yeah, it's literally a day-to-day thing. Um, so mm-hmm. the the non-alcohol. So here's another the, this the incredible imagination. Because again, I go back to when I first met you um, at the hotel, and Gary was mm-hmm. already like just just singing your praises, and I was like, okay. <laughs> and he said, oh, this woman, she creates the best drinks, and this and that and the other, and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay. And I didn't know what I wanted, and I just told you, I want something sweet or whatever, and just I'll just let you go for it. And you did. And I don't even remember what it was, but it was good, you know. Um, and, and yeah, it was good. I mean, you come up with some amazing mixes, Miss Miss Lady. Thank um, you. <laughs> you do. Like, it's just like, okay, this is literally a craft here. This is like, uh-huh. and um, so I, I think what I'm trying to get at is how do you, um, so the, I know the hotel has like uh, different options. Like I think you have like a, a whole menu now of um, non-alcoholic beverages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean that's what the the zero proof zero judgment is. Uh, right. It's, it's its own whole page of yeah, many options. Own, <laughs> yeah. And isn't this like now ad, um, adapted to buy Hyatt all over the world? Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I think that I think it had happened by the time we were talking last. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, it was because they kind of got wind of the program right as COVID was hitting. Um, and they were kind of mentioning, like, you know, we love what you're doing here. And it's been adopted into all of Hyatt Lifestyles brands. Um, like, all Hyatt Lifestyles brands have to have a zero-proof, zero-judgment section mm-hmm. on their menu. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've submitted, you know, like, I, I've given a couple recipes to be like, hey, like, if you're if you don't have a team that, you know, wants to – like pour their creative juices into this program. That's totally fine. But here's a couple options, um, you know, kind of making sure everyone has the tools to be successful in this program. Um, but, you know, it's it's a lot of fun to be able to be creative with this. And it's something that yeah. I think a, a team can really run with. So. Absolutely. I mean, it's just amazing. It, it just always blows my mind because, again, you've come through the fire, like, and then uh-huh. even though every single day is still a trial, and that's just for all of us. Um, right. But especially for those who haven't, who've had an addiction. Um, and I know about that because my sister, you know, was an addict. Um, uh-huh. And it's very, um, it's hard to watch somebody that you love go through that. Yeah, because um, there's nothing yeah, you can really do. No, there isn't. And that hurts. It's very hurtful. It Um, does. But Anna, girl, you are, you know what? I hope, this is what one of my hopes for you. (laughs) I hope that every day, if not every day, every other day, you give yourself a pat on the back. (laughs) Because I know it cannot be easy what you do. Um, and, and, and here's another thing that I really love that you are involved in these organizations, these nonprofits. And I find that when we help, when we help, when we're reaching out and helping um, someone else, we're actually helping ourselves too, because as we're sharing and as we're talking to someone about whatever we hear it and the message just resonates with us as well. Doesn't it? Absolutely. And I mean, yeah, 
and we also say, you know, a lot of the times when you're in these meeting rooms and, you know, you've got a newcomer and they're coming in, you know, and they're fresh and they're raw and everything. And, you know, we always tell them, you know, those of us have a little bit more time, I would say like, hey, like you're the most important in the room and like thank you for being here because you've kept, you've helped keep me sober today. You know, like oh, I, I, like I go to meetings, you know, as, as my friend Brian says, like I go to meetings to see what happens when I don't show up to meetings, you know, right, <laughs> like, right, right, right. I, so I don't know. Um, but it is just, it, we, we all help each other and like yeah. that's how this cycle keeps, keeps going. And I realized I didn't, um, I didn't completely answer your question. The last one you had asked about like, you know, how I do what I do being behind the mm-hmm. bar. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the ways that I like to frame it is kind of, uh, you know, we, we all have a relationship with alcohol, right? Like whether mm-hmm. you don't have one, where, whether you've chosen to never partake or whether you partake a lot or a little, or like we all have a relationship with alcohol. Mm-hmm. Again, mm-hmm. whether it's a healthy or an unhealthy one, that's, you know, not my inventory to take for anybody else. But right. for me, it it had it had become a toxic relationship, right? right. Like it was just imbalanced. There was, and there was no respect between me and alcohol. With me being sober and still doing what I do, what I do, there's a, a new level of respect between me mm-hmm. and alcohol, where it's like mm-hmm. I can still use you, I can still manipulate you, I still know how to make a drink, I can pick these you know bottles up and shake them and combine them and stir them and do whatever I need to, to craft mm-hmm. like that perfect cocktail for the Lisa that sits down at my bar and gives me a flavor profile and lets mm-hmm. me just make stuff up and everything. Um, mm-hmm. But I have a level of respect for it now, and that yeah. respect means like you are for other people, you are just not for me. <laughs> And like yeah. creating that boundary. So it's, yeah. it's definitely, I, I, I am not by any means the only sober bartender, bar manager, or like cook, mm-hmm. chef. Like, I mean, they're, they're in every field. Cause honestly, if you had told me, you know, that I needed to like getting sober would mean that I had to quit my job. I mean, at least I've been doing this since um, 2008 full time, you know, like this wow. is my career. And yeah. if you had told me, like, you're going to have to be in a cubicle from nine to five, like, doing all this, like, well, now you've made me miserable, and <laughs> I have my evenings free. Right, <laughs> so, right. Like, that's why Revival has been such a great place for me to be, because, you know, we do have a no drinking policy, and, um, you know, we're not allowed to imbibe, eat. we don't even do shift drinks, you know, yeah. like, with the exception of, like, New Year's Eve or something like that, we might allow mm-hmm. one, but, you know on the every day, like we're very much not allowed to, to drink. So putting me somewhere five nights a week where I'm not allowed to drink is an oddly yeah. safe place for me to be. Yeah. How, about <laughs> you know? How about that? Yeah. 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 And, yeah so. So, and that's awesome because I love, I just love what the revival stands for. You guys have a really great team mm-hmm. down there. Um, we do. We do. Yeah. Everybody just blends in. They work together and, you know, it just is great. You guys are really great. Um, yeah. And that, that chief engineer, he really holds it all together, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, <he's laughs> he does a great job. Too, so. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Mr. Gary. <laughs> so, yeah, but you mentioned another organization. Now, is this Ben's Friends? Is that um, for anyone or is that also just for the um, hospitality? Um, I mean, it's it's geared for F&B, like, but again, we we say that like herd is for you know we're we're trying to cater to people in food and beverage. Ben's friends is for people who work in food and beverage. But honestly, okay. like if you're really struggling and this is the place you've come, like we're not going to turn anyone away. You know, okay. like 
it's not going to be the kind of thing. It's like, well, you don't belong here, but there's a, usually going to be someone with enough time. It's like, you know, you might not understand everything we talk about because, you know, if I'm an alcoholic and I summon to go into a meeting and it's, you know, a group for, um, I don't know, accountants, like accountants mm-hmm. or alcoholics, and they're going to be sitting here talking about Excel spreadsheets and all this stuff. And I'm right, going to be like, right, right. I can't, I can't right. identify with y'all. And this isn't right. really going to help me. Yeah. Can you point me into a direction? You know, so Got it's you. like, you know, um, I, we, we would never turn anybody away, but we would certainly be able to help. And maybe that is the exact right place for, for somebody, right. you know, it's just, um, I would say if you're not familiar with that, the industry, there might be some lingo or something that you might be like, I don't know what these people are talking about. <laughs> well, do you have like, other um, resources for people like that that may stumble upon your group? Like, are there, you know, do you have like other resources oh, where gosh. you can guide them and send them um, like, well, you know what, this group might be a little bit better for you. I mean, I can always, I, I can just talk about kind of the resources that I've personally used. Like um, my therapy, I go to a place called Psych Care. They have a few different locations around Maryland. Mm-hmm. Um, I do everything um, teletherapy at this point. Uh, and then I got sober at um, Colmac is an outpatient treatment center. They have several locations throughout Maryland. Okay. Um, I mean, a. AA is always like the go-to and what I would say to people who are like, you know, well, I don't believe in God or I know this, you know what? I know a lot of atheists who go to AA and, Mm -hmm. you know, it has more to do with kind of this idea of a quote unquote higher power, which can be anything, you know, you deem it. Like a lot of people have decided that, you know, the word God stands for a group of drunks, you know, (laughs) whatever it is, you you need to replace that with, um, The, the principles Absolutely. are there, and they're really helpful. Yeah. There's also, like, uh, Dharma Recovery is more of a Buddhist-based mm. one. Um, mm-hmm. There's SMART Recovery, S-M-A-R-T, which is an acronym for something, <laughs> but it has mm-hmm. more of, like, a yeah. scientific way of approaching addiction, and all of these have different um, resources online. And I know there's, like, the – it's I think the acronym is, like, SAMHSA, S-A-H-M-S-A. I think I got some of those letters out of order, mm-hmm. but that's like the national um, substance abuse and mental health um, kind of hotline, and they have a lot. That's a national resource, and okay. they have a lot of places to start. I also, if you're looking for therapists, um, Psychology Today has a really good, like, kind of search tool. Um, so there's there's a lot of different places to look, um, and I, I, I hate to say it, Lisa, some of it is just trial and error. Like kind of stumbling yeah. in until you find the the right place. Yeah, um, absolutely. But I always, I also just kind of tell people when they're trying to search for the right home group, or like, well, I hated this mm-hmm. AA meeting. AA isn't going to be for me. It's like, well, you didn't like that meeting, but they're not all the right. same, you know. Right. And like, to me, finding out what doesn't work is just as valuable as finding out what does yeah. work. So it's like, okay, like I've learned this isn't for me. Scratch that off the list. On to the next. Yeah, um, and they use that, just, and they can use that as an excuse too. Like they go uh-huh. to one, and it's like, oh, I didn't like that one. Nothing's gonna work. So yeah. Right. Oh, oh. The, I mean, we'll take any excuse we can get to not have to do the work. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, exactly. like, any excuse to give up because I mean, that's the disease talking. The, the disease is the yeah. path of least resistance. It's like disease is having a good old time. Like it's thriving. It's yeah. doing its thing. It it doesn't want you to get healthy. It doesn't want you to buy into this like narrative right. that like there is another side of life and like yeah. it can be better than this. Um, 
and it's not to say like you know who you are at the core has to change it just it allows like the truer parts of yourself to shine through um and that's you know that's that's not good for the disease the disease doesn't want that (laughs) absolutely it doesn't it's a beast it's like a, mm-hmm. a beast, and it has a mind of its own. Um, and I appreciate Literally. you sharing. Yeah, I appreciate you sharing some of those resources because this show actually goes all around the world because it's like you know internet based. So I, love that. I, I, yeah, I have people like you know that listen and tune in, and I, you know, from like everywhere, China, France. places where I I I wouldn't even imagine and like I I get messages and they they always you know like when they listen to your show for example like they can listen and and feel like they really are a part of our conversation and it's like oh she mentioned this she mentioned that let me look it up you know absolutely yeah I appreciate that um so much and so (sighs) Girl, it's always this time goes by so dead. I know. <laughs> We're talking great. about good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, before it's a I whole wild you, world. <laughs> I know, and it's so important because again, it's mental health. Um, actually, I mm-hmm. believe is it March Mental Health Month Awareness Month, or it's one oh, of these gosh. months that's coming up. Um. And I just I think tell- May tenth is like Mental Health Awareness Day or something. I don't know. Every we're we're supposed to be aware of something all the time. Every time, Lisa, girl, these days, like I mean, day. <laughs> okay, waking just, up you, in the morning, you can't keep up. But I just want to reiterate. I can't reiterate enough um, to the listeners. Like, uh, you just have to take care of your and your physical health as well. But if your mind's not right, your body's not going to be right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, thank you so much again for just coming on and being so authentic and open um, oh, and course, sharing always. your journey. Thank you for having me. Yeah, well, girl, this and is yeah, I think. Too. Go ahead. I think just to kind of piggyback on that, like, mental oh. health thing, to anyone who's listening and might be struggling, like, you know, something I didn't hear enough of when I was, you know, really in my, in my sickness of like, mm-hmm. you know, it's okay to not be okay. Like, yeah, it's okay to not be okay. And you got to feel yeah. your feelings and you got like, yeah. you know, fe- feelings are valid. Like yep. don't ever let anyone tell you like what you're feeling isn't true. And yeah. honestly, like when I was really sick, like I remember in, in like day like nine or 10 of sobriety sitting in that recovery room and I know we're wrapping up, um, but like, hearing people talk about like, yeah, my depression isn't so bad anymore. And they're on like day 30. And I'm like, how? Because like, I would just remember thinking like, this darkness is so deep and so real and so overwhelming and so like insidious. I can't imagine what it feels like to not feel this feeling. And what I realized as I started to come out of that is like, that feeling can be real and true, but you know what? So are the feelings of joy. So yes. is the light. So is the happiness. And so yes. I find ways to make sure I have visual reminders all around my house of the good yes. times because the pendulum might swing down, but it's going to swing back up again. And yes. I can't forget about the, the ups when I'm in the lows because it's oh, going to come girl. back up. It always yes. does. See, And oh, the pendulum goes back it. and forth. The pendulum, it goes, it goes up twice as often as it does down. You know, oh like it hits two highs and only one, one bottom. So like, it's always going to be like that. You just got to be able to write it out. And like, you know, if you're listening to this right now, it means you've made it through a hundred percent of your bad days 
and you'll make it through the rest of them too. Mm, you know, mm, mm. like girl, you just said a that's word. all it is. Uh, you know what? That deserves that right, deserves I'm a round of applause. That right there, because I was going to ask you. My last question was, do you have a message or anything that you would like to share? And girl, that right there. I think that's, that's it. The, That'll yeah, be it. That was it. That was it. So Anna, oh my gosh, you know I got to bring you back. You've got to come back. Please again. do anytime. I'd love yes. to. And I really want to just, again, thank you so much. We love you. And, um, you know, I'm, you're always in my prayers. And so, yeah, just keep doing what you're doing. And if you ever Same need you, word, Lisa. if you ever need encouragement or if you ever need anything, you know, inspiring, whatever, you know you can always reach out to me at any time. Yes, ma'am. You okay. got it. <laughs> thank, thank you, Thank you, Lisa. Appreciate you. you. Okay. Right. Absolutely. That- So we're down to the part of the show where I want to leave you with this. As we embark upon another year, our thoughts lead us to be hopeful of new beginnings. We wonder what the new year will look like. While some approach the new year with hope, others approach it with trepidation. We fear what we can't see, what we don't know. For some of us, a new year means new beginnings. Whether that means creating a whole new mindset of positivity and gratitude, starting a new career path, beginning a new relationship, choosing to put your mental and physical health as your first and main priority, whatever the case, we must pursue each thought and desire with as much passion as we can muster. We must not be afraid to fail in life. Fear will keep you in a place of unhappiness and will stagnate you from becoming your best self. It will keep you in your comfort zone, which if you're good with being there, that's fine. But if you are restless, wallowing in self-pity, complacent, and just plain old unhappy, then I'm speaking to you. In the words of Michael Jackson, it's time to make a change for once in your life, and it starts with the man in the mirror. It starts with some deep, reflective soul searching. So as we continue into this new year, do yourself a favor and take the time to look deep, and I mean deep, inside of yourself and start asking your authentic self those tough questions and be brave enough to hear the honest answers. So that concludes our show for this evening. Once again, I want to thank everyone for tuning in with us. A shout out to my family who are always loving and supporting me and also to my friends and colleagues in all of my social networking sites. Once again, a big thank you to Anna for taking the time to share a big part of your journey and your wisdom with us. We are eternally grateful for you. Also, don't, stop, don't forget to stop by my website, yourdestinywaste.net, to get some extra motivation and inspiration and leave a message to let us know you stopped by. And like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash a date with destiny 101. Always remember that your real power comes from knowledge because knowledge is power. And when we know better, we do better. Join us on Monday, February the 6th, as we chat with Jennifer Jones, the first black rockette, as she shares her journey with us. So your mission, if you choose to accept it, is 
take the necessary time to do a true self-evaluation. Seek God and learn how to love yourself first. Because after all, you owe it to yourself to know yourself. Once again, I'm Lisa F. Saunders. And thank you for tuning in to Blog Talk Radio's A Date with Destiny. Peace and abundant blessings, everyone. Gonna make a change for once in my life. Yeah, it's gonna feel real good. Gonna make a difference. Gonna make it right. As I turn up the collar on my favorite winter coat, this wind is blowing my mind. I see the kids in the street. Not enough to eat Who am I to be blind Pretending not to see their needs A summer's disregard A broken bottle top And a one-man soul They follow each other on the wind, you know Cause they got nowhere to go That's why I want to
Make that change. 